subsidiary radio on the Republic Broadcasting Network. If you can support the network, folks, please do so. So, Ben Shapiro, I guess we should have a little fun with Ben Shapiro while we were... He was getting called out by Michael Yan. Uh, Sam, this is clip four. So there's a there's a kind of a big rapper named Tom McDonald, okay, and he's white and he's right wing, kind of. Let's just say, not. Let's just say he's a. I guess you could say paleo conservative type. Okay, as far as I I could tell from the lyrics, the some that I've heard, and so forth. So he had he just in the last number of days he dropped a rap video, and he's got like four million subscribers on YouTube. He makes a lot of money. Um, he's probably the big, probably biggest underground white kind of. And he's got, I mean, he's got gold teeth, dreadlocks, tattoos all over his face and body and so forth. He's, he looks the part of a, of a modern-day rapper, but he raps right-wing stuff, anti-wokeness and that sort. I'm, I'm sure some of you have seen some of this stuff floating around. Well, guess what? Him and Ben Shapiro just did a collaboration. And it's called facts, you know, because Ben Shapiro's like, well, facts don't care about your feelings, you know. And so, anyway, Ben Shapiro raps, and it's all over Drudge and Nicki Minaj. Oh, it's not that; it's not bad, and so forth. So, Shapiro has, and other people are saying it's cringe. <laughs> um, some of the competing outlets to, let's say, the Daily Wire. Um, but I, I just for the hell of it, I'm going to let you hear Ben Shapiro's part. Now he he says something to the effect of uh, my pockets my pockets are fat like Lizzo, you know Lizzo being this fat um, black singer uh, and so forth. So he's probably once it gains traction that he fat shamed Lizzo lyrically. Um, He's going to trigger, and, and and if you really look at like the right, left, black, white political kind of race relations, this feeds right into kind of the civil war narrative by the yarmulke wearing little five foot whatever Jew calling Lizzo fat. This perfectly falls into. The modern Gaza Palestinian Israeli thing, where a lot of American blacks are kind of deprogramming from the NAACP, you know, where the Jews and blacks are always allies politically, blah 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 blah, and then and then so there are a lot of them are supporting the Palestinians, and so now with his lingo, he's probably going to cause a little bit more drama with the black music community and and that sort of thing so go ahead and play shapiro's little rap uh sam let's look at the stats i've got the facts my money like lizard my pockets are fat homie i'm epic don't be a whap dog it's a yarmulke homie no cap look at the graphs look at my charts you're blowing money on strippers and cars you go into 
prison I'm on television dogs no one knows who you are keep hating on me on the internet my comment section all woke Karens and I make racks off compound interest y'all live with your parents Nikki take some notes I just did this for fun all my people download this let's get a billboard number one this ain't rap this ain't money cars and clothes we ain't selling drugs we ain't gonna overdose we ain't pushing guns ain't remote and strip a pose we won't turn your sons into thugs or your daughters into hoes I don't care if I offend you. All right. Go ahead and turn that down. Um, so that's just for posterity in the archives. So it was Ben Shapiro's little, uh, move into the rap game. You like that? Okay. So, and this, this one, this one really, when I saw this one, it it really kind of crystallized some things for me. So Kamala Harris says the U.S. will lose democracy if the president goes after political enemies. Okay, So she told Katie Couric that the United States will lose this democracy if voters elect a president who will weaponize the Department of Justice to go after their political enemies, just like her boss Joe Biden has. A dramatic Kamala Harris told Katie Couric that on the other side of the Biden-Harris ticket in the 2024 election, you've got someone who said if we were, if he were back in office, he would weaponize the Department of Justice, someone who has openly applauded insurrectionists as patriots, someone who said they will go after their political enemies and applauds dictators, including indicating that he would be one. And it's, you know, when they use this code word, we'll lose our democracy, what does that really mean? We'll lose our uh, NKVD checkup state, our plutocracy, our oligarchy. Uh, we will lose our stranglehold on power. It, so the democracy is just a front word that they throw out there, which means our control. So when they say that, and and Trump even uses the word democracy, you know, and it's it's crazy but you know for for people like this to be able to just pee in your face and tell you it's raining uh, after this complete weaponization of the DOJ FBI i mean the the things that have happened in the last 3 years to people i you know how you could how you could find enough traders I mean, you you could see how they could find enough in the in the in the in the law quote unquote profession. Um, but how many people they could just find to succumb to this this brainwashing to to go after their fellow citizens for nothing, and then while while she's contributing to. Uh, these remember those bailout funds where people were getting locked up during the riots in 2020 and then uh, all these all these bail projects and all these shadowy organizations that were bailing people right out after they were destroying whole cities people's property i mean beating people to death and so forth it's just absolute absolute insanity 
Um, So let's cover some more border stuff. Let's get clip three ready. This was Brandon Howes, and he had a reporter down there at the border. And he talked about, and this, this reporter was doing some heavy reporting, and guess what? Lost his Twitter account. Uh, let's listen to clip three. Joining me now is Joseph. He Joseph Trimmer. He's a journalist. It's our first time to have him with us. We're going to be joined by Hernando R.C., who introduced us to him. He is in Texas. The National Guard is asking him to move along. <coughs> he said, I'm doing a live hit. Leave me alone. He joins us. Joseph, where are you tonight? Hey, uh, everybody. Thank you for having me on the show. Uh, yes, I'm Joseph Trimmer. I'm reporting right now from Shelby Park here in Eagle Pass, Texas. We were able to get through the security as concerned citizens. Uh, I'll just fill you in. Uh, so it was very interesting. When we approached Shelby Park, there was about 30 different uh, DPS and National Guard vehicles that were leaving Shelby Park. Uh, we don't actually know where they were going or if it was a shift change or something. But what that resulted in is that we were here at the park and uh, it's really empty. There's not that many. So all the infrastructure is here. There's a new command center for the National Guard. Uh, you'll see that on my Twitter account if you go at Speech Studios. It's posted there so you guys can check it out. Uh, so the infrastructure has been put in place that this is a long-term operation uh, here in Shelby Park. But for whatever reason, uh, the amount of National Guard and DPS uh, security forces, it's very reduced. We don't know what's going on if something is happening elsewhere that the forces were forced to leave the camp. CBP is still not here, uh, but we do have some reports that just a couple uh, a couple miles from here, DPS on private prop or uh, CBP on private property has set up a new location where they are opening the gates and letting. Uh, the illegals in through private property. That's okay. uh, that's the current situation here. Uh, uh, Joseph, I just tried going to your uh, account and look what it says. It says account suspended. So uh, is that your? That's your. I mean, I know that Hernando was linking to you. There's a picture of you two together. Uh, what yeah. happened? What happened? We are being censored by X. Uh, Wait no a minute. Doubt. I thought so, I thought this was the uh, the new X under Elon Musk. I'm sorry to report that. Uh, so my main account was at Joseph Trimmer underscore. Uh, after we reported on some very serious, uh, alleg- uh, some very serious reporting undercover that we did, uh, we went undercover and discovered that here in the state of Texas, we have 150 uh, illegal alien camps for children. And so we did a report where we went undercover uh, and had the NGOs essentially confess on camera their names, their titles who they were, and described the entire process by where unaccompanied minors are essentially being trafficked here in the United States. Uh, additionally, we discovered that the San Antonio Police Department is under the direction of Catholic Charities. And so once we published that report, it was over. Our account was nuked. I wouldn't be surprised if At Speed Studios now has also been nuked. Okay, what, uh, what, give, me that, give me that handle. Give me that handle again. Let me go check. What is it? At Speech Studios. It should be. It wasn't banned as of three minutes ago, but we just posted from here, so it's possible that the okay. No, we got censorship. It. We got it. Here uh, it is. Thank God. Here it is. There you All are. Right. There, I, there paid, I paid a thousand dollars to have premium organization, so I was hoping that as a customer of Elon Musk, that they wouldn't censor us. So thank God. Is Earlier that, we went live, and and we definitely were censored. Our live that, video didn't go out. Is that but, the video but, you just made tonight? 
Uh, yes, if you, I pinned on profile a video from earlier, uh, a video was, if I upload the video, it was successfully posted, but for whatever reason, our live feed from Shelby Park was cut uh, earlier by Twitter. Okay, now, can I ask what nationality you are? Yeah, certainly. I am Mexican-American, sir. <laughs> you know why I ask, right? Yeah, I, you, I mean, you don't you don't me look in. like a you what, don't what like you? you don't look like the white supremacist we've been told about. Oh no, absolutely. I I listen. I am a regular citizen of the city of San Antonio, and when I discovered that we were trafficking children in San Antonio, I became concerned and started doing a podcast and started reporting on it. Suddenly, we're on live TV and all kinds of things, but. As soon as we did our undercover report, uh, revealing the link between Catholic Charities, the Catholic Church, and the city uh, of San Antonio Police Department, uh, plus went undercover and discovered these child camps that the Biden administration is running here in the state of Texas. Um, yeah, we were nuked, and uh, we we submitted an appeal, and so far it's been absolute silence Uh we haven't heard anything from X, so we bought, we paid them a thousand dollars in the hope that through our verified organization we would be able to get some additional support. Uh, it's been silent. All right, go ahead and stop it uh, there. <clears throat> Catholic Charities pops one more time, you see, which is really under the control of the United States Council of Catholic Bishops and major trafficking facilitators over there the catholic church too and you know i'm an equal opportunity critic hebrew immigrant aid catholics presbyterian you name it lutherans don't matter you're all participating in treason um let's get clip six ready this is tucker carlson talking to the texas attorney general then he talks to a guy named doc chambers and this Doc Chambers guy is kind of interesting. Um, but think about Paxton and that whole trial that he went through and everything else. They were trying to get rid of that guy. And next thing you know, he's exonerated and all that stuff. And so he didn't get impeached and convicted. And so now he's back being attorney general now texas is blowing up go ahead and uh, play clip six the state of texas appears to be on a kind of collision course with the biden administration with the federal government over the southern border can it be protected or must the invasion continue the supreme court has waited on this to some limited extent but it hasn't solved the problem or answered the question so what happens now things are moving very quickly and it seemed like there was no one better to tell us what the future may hold than the attorney general of the state in question, Ken Paxton, who joins us now. Mr. Attorney General, thank you so much for coming on. So that that's the question. Where where does this go? It it's, seems like there are two large forces speeding toward each other. No one's swerving. What happens, do you think? You know, I don't think anybody knows exactly what happened because we're in uncharted territory where we have a federal government that is largely not just ignored federal law, not just ignored their constitutional role, protect the state and the country, they're actually participating with the cartels and bringing people here as fast as they possibly can. I just don't think we've ever seen anything like this in our country where we have a federal government not just not doing their job, but affirmatively working with bad people to do bad things to the country. I just I don't remember anything like this. So can I just ask you something since you're a law enforcement, you're the chief law enforcement officer of your state. 
Can you assess whether what the Biden administration is doing now is strictly speaking criminal? Are they breaking the law in how they're handling the border? I think they are. I mean, they're taking federal law and dismantling it. It's it's he has a constitutional duty to implement what has been put in place by the elected representatives. Yes. And he's just not doing that. And he's making up his own rules as we go that allow the cartels to gain a foothold, a strong, really strong foothold in the United States, not just in my state, but really across the they're building a network across the country so that they can keep doing this well after Biden's gone. So uh, just to like the next few days or weeks or months or who knows, the Biden administration has effectively threatened your state and said you've got 24 hours to do something. What are they demanding that you do and where does this go short term, do you think? You know, I'm not I'm not exactly sure what we're supposed to do. I mean, is it we're supposed to let them uh, help them cut down wire and fences? We weren't ordered to do that by anybody that 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 I know of. And so we have no obligation to help them violate federal law. And we're not going to do it. And I don't think Abbott's going to give in. I certainly don't plan on giving in. So they're pushing us to help them and we're not going to help them violate federal law. We're going to try to defend our border the best we can with the resources we have. And, you know, my job is to do it in court. Abbott has other resources at his disposal, and I hope he uses every single one of them to stop this. There's not one power center in this country, the media, the government at all levels and both parties, big business. There's not one power center in the United States that would like to see secure borders. And so, of course, we haven't had secure borders, and now we're being invaded, and no one's really doing anything about it. So it's just a matter of time before citizens who love their country, in many cases who have served their country overseas, decided to get a little more active in protecting their country. And that's why we're about to see the Take Our Border Back convoy. It begins on January 29th. Truckers, bikers, anyone who wants to come and protect the United States and demand that our government secure our southern border is welcome. They'll be driving to Texas, and one of the people who will help them navigate that state is Dr. Pete Chambers. Chambers is, true to his title, a physician. He's a former Green Beret. He was recently down in Eagle Pass, Texas, and here's part of what he saw. Doc Chambers from uh, Eagle Pass, Texas. Today's the 18th of December. We're out here uh, at the point of entry. 5,000 are sitting on the ground right now. It's increasing as we, as we go along. Information that we've received says another 7,000 should be processed through this particular point by morning. Uh, Joe and I have been here many times. Last time we were down here, we were in uniform, and now I'm a civilian and uh, in the Army of God. So uh, we'll keep t- telling truths, and uh, you need to get this video to your legislators and tell them, in the state of Texas particularly, this is out of control. So not surprisingly, Doc Pete Chambers has been attacked by dying legacy media outlets as a deeply scary person because your country being invaded is not scary. It's all totally normal. We thought it would be worth talking to Doc Pete Chambers about what he expects to happen with this convoy and his role in it. He joins us now. Doc Chambers, thank you so much for coming on. It's great to be here, Tucker. So um, what can we expect with this convoy? Can you describe what it is and what its purpose is. Right. This is a peaceful assembly. This is what we do as Americans. This is how we get, we shed light to a subject. This shedding of the light will result in 
exposing really what an open border policy looks like. Yes. We know that, that you know, we know the problem sets in Texas. But literally, I, could, I promise you this, that 40 miles north of that border, there will be people that will never have heard of the border problem because they just watch mainstream media. Yes. And so this is what that is about. And so can you tell us the route of the convoy and who you expect to join it? Right. Uh, so, so right now they're going to be leaving out of, on the 29th, uh, Virginia Beach, which is where the 1607 Covenant, the landing, uh, was signified the uh, John Smith landing in 1607, where they played, yes. planted a cross on the beach and said, hey, we, this is a covenant to this nation, to God. Uh, and, and then they're going to leave from there, and they're going to go down through Florida. They're going to cut across Highway 10 through Louisiana, Baton Rouge, Houston, into uh, Dripping Springs, Texas, where I'll be working out of, and then on to near Eagle Pass. Now, I'm part of the advisory of this, and, and as, I, as I advised, I used to be in that same unit that's down there. That's the unit that has a streamer on it from the Alamo. It's a very historic Texas unit. And so they are down there holding line. And I know those soldiers. I worked with them. I, 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 I took care of them as a doctor with uh, Operation Lone Star. They're busy. So the, the, the convoy is going to go just a little bit shy, just a little bit to the north, really, uh, in, a, in an area about 30 miles away in Kimado, Texas, to a children's camp, a lady, a beautiful lady down there who has taken care of orphans and widows. You can't write this stuff in a book. I, I couldn't make this up. But she was overrun, first of all, by the COVID mandates that said you got to shut down. You can't keep running this shelter, number one. Number two, she was overrun by the numbers of, of volumes of uh, illegals that were coming through her neighborhood trying to get into her food pantry. And then number three, the cartels are a significant presence in that area because that is the end point of where they do the end around. So we are looking at the bright, shiny object that is Eagle Pass. That's a bright, shiny object. Look here. The droids that you're not looking for, if you will, are just to the north, right in that location. And so what, what this is going to do is it's going to bring light to it because we have to understand that there is a constitution, both state and federal, and that we have to, number one, expose those that argue things in the the Gellian dialectics, if you will, of tort law, and look at the Constitution, which is exactly what this is a focus. On the Constitution, we the people. That's why we the people will be riding along, mama bears, cops, veterans, truckers, uh, and going to that location to bring light. There is nothing nefarious about this. There is, matter of fact, I am suggesting to them that they, that they and they know this, they know this, that this is a peaceful demonstration. This is, this is how this will be. All right, go ahead and stop it. Um, you know, Michael Yan and Doc Chambers, these special forces guys, these veterans and involved with this, you know, heavily involved with, you know, reporting. And then this, um, this guy, Green Beret guy, you know, a lot of people are worried about these false flag operation that could happen down here. Um, <clears throat> calling itself an army of God, which which is in, in um, Arabic is Hezbollah. Uh, proclaiming experts say the Christian nationalist rhetoric adds a dangerous dimension to the standoff between Fex Texas and the federal government. Um, 
The organizers of the Take Our Our Border Back convoy have called themselves God's Army and say they're on a mission to stand up against the globalists who they claim are conspiring to keep U.S. borders open and destroy the country. This is a biblical monumental movement that's been put together by God, one convoy organizer said on a recent planning call. We are besieged on all sides by dark forces of evil. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they should be called the sons of God. It's time for the remnant to rise and so forth. Um, the P- Border Patrol Union, rank-and-file Border Patrol agents, appreciate and respect what Texas has been doing to defend their state in the midst of this catastrophe that the Biden administration has at least on America. So that's the Border Patrol Union talking. Um as this brand new entry over US code.house.gov has stated in INS 329, illegal aliens who serve in the military during times of hostilities can be fast tracked into becoming US citizens. And for some reason, they just updated these rules on January 27th of 2024. Naturalization through active duty service in the armed forces during World War I, World War II, Korean hostilities, and blah, 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 blah. Um, you know, Hal Turner's got up on um, basically Russian state Duma member. You can't save America. There will be no election in 2020 before because America will not exist. That's Vladimir Zhirinovsky in his final speech to the Russian Duma. Um, so pretty fascinating. Um, what do I want to cover now? So, Ukraine will fall if Senate doesn't pass new aid bill. Americans will feel the impact. Chucky Schumer. <clears throat> so, this border funding, Ukraine funding, and so forth, it's all tied up together. And so... One thing is certain, we're going to get this done. Schumer said, if we don't, the Ukraine will fall, and everyday Americans will feel the impact not years but months away. $106 billion. National Security Supplemental proposed in October would also include funds for U.S. security in the Indo-Pacific. Schumer once again threatening people. Um, White House chastises House Republicans for civil war talk, and that's Chip Roy and Clay Higgins. Higgins tweeted out that Biden's basically staging a civil war. We've got the Civil War movie coming out, um, you know, in the next few months, whatever. You know, this is just so insane. Let's get clip nine ready. Oh, well, here's the bottom of the hour. But even Fox, we'll play this when we come back. Fox is admitting that the U.N. is funding a lot of this. See you on the other side.
feel the truth. You're listening to Republic Broadcasting Network. Real news, real talk, real people. Because you can handle the truth. Hi, Tom Bolton for Ease Off. I know so many of you are finding our EZ4 Carcass Drop and Lift an essential tool for your meat processing operation. But today I want to spotlight four of our new products. First, our right height hog cradles with steel or aluminum frames. Our customers love this back-saving innovation that enhances sanitation and speeds production. Next, our beef cradles with stainless steel or aluminum frames eliminate rust and corrosion. We hope you'll compare our quality and prices for this essential part of your processing line. Our cradles are especially effective when used with our power skinner. And finally, our hook tumbler will keep your hooks clean and polished. EaseOff.com. We make pigs fly. Cows, too. EaseOff, LLC, 417-932-6419. Corporate media dominates the American opinion. Finding independent voices that counter this avalanche is becoming increasingly difficult. With the endless corruption running rampant throughout our government, independent voices are needed more than ever to battle the offensive against our freedoms and liberties. As a listener of RBN, no one understands this concept better than you. Now it's up to you to do your part. The time has come for you to take action and begin broadcasting the truth to hundreds or thousands of people every month. Sound impossible? Quite the contrary. With pointed slogans from LibertyStickers.com, you can reach countless sleeping Americans unaware that they live in a real-life wonderland. LibertyStickers.com has a huge inventory of political bumper stickers and messages that reflect the truth about our government, our politicians, and the future of America. With so many in stock, there's one perfect for you. Visit us today at LibertyStickers.com. Again, that's LibertyStickers.com. Do your part. Your voice is important. Let it be heard. Are you one of the millions of people who feel like there is a dark cloud hanging over their heads whenever they're using pharmaceutical drugs? For some, the short-term relief can turn into an opioid addiction nightmare. Have you ever wondered why CBD oil is a billion-dollar industry? It's because it works better than opioids and is actually healthy for you. However, CBD oil is stripped of all other helpful compounds found in the hemp plant. According to neuroscientists, the whole hemp plant, otherwise known as hemp paste, is even more effective than the chemically processed CBD oil. Are you ready to take back your health? You can try hemp paste for the price of a cup of coffee. Hemppaste.com slash RBN. Free shipping on orders over $50. See the banners for Hemp Paste at republicbroadcasting.org and visit hemppaste.com slash RBN. This song's for the fallen. Of a tale of great sadness to tell The land that we love has been overrun So it's time for a rebel yell It's time to break through the storm In which our lands have been torn 
time is now So make this your day And build a new Europe From the embers of yesterday Broadcasting Network, last half hour coming your way. San Francisco police recruitment dropped 72% from 2019 despite $112,000 rookie salary. Only 26 recruits joined in 2023. Who do you think is going to come fill the gap in? Some of those Chinese guys? Hmm? Some of those Africans, some of those Venezuelans. I wonder what the crime. I wonder what they're gonna. I wonder what some of those ants when they're beating up all them Asians up there in San Francisco. You get a bunch of <laughs> these communist Chinese put the uniform on. <laughs> you might you might see some real police brutality then, huh? But yeah, we're in a we're in a we're in a world to hurt. Um, get let's get clip ten ready. This is just no, no. Excuse me, clip nine. This is clip nine, Sam. This was Fox. You know, Fox and Friends in the morning. Go ahead and play clip nine. Winding up in this country with preloaded debit cards and envelopes of cash, right? Yeah. Do you know where that money's coming from? It's coming from the United States of America. Let me explain how. All of us, America's taxpayers, are paying for those people to come across that razor wire. The New York Post has this story. It talks about how the United Nations has got this uh, interagency platform for refugees and migrants from Venezuela. And they've got $1.6 billion uh, to help people reach the U.S.-Mexican border. And so that razor wire slows them down. And so they don't like that. And so the United Nations, you know, they've given all these people money to make it to the southern border that's slowing them down so what's joe biden doing he's making it easier for them to come in and here easily is the important part with the united nations we've talked about this for decades who's the biggest funder of the united nations the united United states States. absolutely we pay 22 percent of the u.n budget so keep in mind we are financing most a, a lot of those people we're financing more than any other country on the globe those people to come into this country illegally yeah. And, you know, who calls the shots at the U.N.? I'll tell you who's a major player there. Who, who? What's the only religious organization in the world that has ambassadors at the U.N., has a seat at the U.N.? Yeah, anybody want to guess? Oh, yeah, that's the Vatican. Because it's a country. And they're very powerful in the U.N., and, of course, in Europe, when you always look at these major treaties being signed over there in Europe, where they always sign, they're always signed somewhere uh, where you'll see a big Catholic saint behind them, like somewhere in the Vatican or somewhere in, in, a, in a Catholic church somewhere. It's very, very crazy. So the, as we're talking about the U.N., the U.S. pauses funding for U.N.R.W.A., okay? Um after staff accused of involvement in October 7th massacres. Okay. So the United Nations Relief and Works Agencies. Okay. 
So 12 employees may have been involved in the October 7th Hamas attack on Israel and temporarily paused funding, the State Department says. Well, I mean, hell, anybody can, you know, who wants to who wants to be really go and and work for the U.N. and that sort of thing in a place like Gaza or whatever? You're going to you're going to get some folks that might be hostiles. You might actually get some folks that are sheep dipped out of um, somebody's military or intelligence agencies, you know. So massive landslide. Trump reaches out to RFK Jr. about serving as VP. Um, you know, that's all floating around. I think Trump and them kind of uh, are downplaying that. Um, but I guess Trump would view that as kind of an insurance policy against assassination, even though uh, RFK's views are really, really kooky on a lot of stuff. He's, you know, so I wrote this, this, this was, um, in my notes I sent to myself, uh, you know, all these military people like Levine from house health and human services, this man, Richard Levine, I guess goes by Rachel now dressed up in drag. You know what I thought of? And it popped into my head. These people are all clinger from mash. Remember Mash Klinger trying to dress up as a woman to get kicked out? Think about where we, how far we've changed. So in the Korean War, he's dressed up, and he's a crazy Jew, you know. Um, but he's dressed up, dressing up as like a woman to try to get a uh, what do they call it? A Section Eight, I think. Yeah, discharge because he's you know he's crazy. And now you actually have admirals and so forth cross dressing. Think back to the days of Mash with Klinger, and think about Levine today. And I, and I, and I was like, you know what? I gotta, I gotta send myself that, um, you know, that message to read on the air. Invaders will become the new redcoats. Think about the redcoats and the in the revolution and everything. The invaders now will become the new redcoats, and they're going to be fed coats. See, the new occupying swarms of agents that Jefferson talked about in the Declaration of Independence, that's going to be the Leviathan state. And now they're going to recruit a bunch of these people to put uniforms on, and we are all going to become gulag citizens. America's going to be one big gulag. And, uh, you know, it's it's unfortunate that this has to turn out this way, but so many people have predicted it, me including. Lord Ram has arrived. Indian Prime Minister Modi leads the consecration of the new Grand Temple as Hindu religious fervor sweeps the country. And I watched this ceremony to this pagan idol and, you know, um, it talks about um, it, it talks about how Islam, you know, for decades, the temple site was bitterly contested by Hindus and minority Muslims, leading to nationwide riots in 1992 that killed 2000 people, mainly Muslims. Um, police say after a Hindu mob destroyed a 16th century mosque that had stood there, as you would expect. Um, 
but basically, you know, in in fifteen twenty nine, you know, the, they built a mosque there. They destroyed the pagan temple. Um, nationalists portray the temple as part of a Hindu awakening after past centuries of subjugation by Muslim invaders and colonial powers. And so there's this. Uh, almost 500 years ago, the Hindu deity Lord Ram was dislodged from his birthplace. And they're talking about an idol, folks. When his temple was razed to the ground by invading Islamic forces that subsequently built a mosque in its stead. Um, I'm not a fan of idols, you know, but it, it's great. And then but now we're talking about Hindus. Nikki Haley's real name. Remember, I talked about this um, Maybe last week or the week before that, I had it in my notes about the the closeness with Nimrata and Nimrod. Well, this was up on Involve. Uh, many even know this already. Many probably don't. Do you know Hick- Nikki Haley's real re- um, real name? Nimrod. Well, close to it. Nimrata, the female Indian version of Nimrod, is what it sounds like. Um, that's kind of funny that it ended ended up on uh, a website. Elon Musk visits Auschwitz with Ben Shapiro, says he's aspirationally Jewish. So Shapiro's been busy. He drops a rap video with Tom McDonald. He goes to Auschwitz with Elon Musk. And he gets called out by Michael Yan for clandestinely funding the Hebrew Immigrant Aid Society. Nikki Haley registered as a white woman on her voter registration card, despite her claims of South Carolinians being racist against her. Um, so she, <laughs> it's just nuts. Um, let's get clip five ready. Let's change gears into some COVID stuff. This is Dr. Lee Liette. She was on with Maria Z, and she's she really, as I've been doing the last few weeks, she came in and really was talking about uh, the 5G angle. Go ahead and play clip five real quick. There's a lot of speculation about is Marburg already here, and it may well be, and we don't yet know. But... What people need to understand is that we already know from the COVID pandemic that the 5G G EMF radiation ramp up in 2019, beginning in Wuhan, China, on October 31st, 2019, Wuhan, the Chinese government, turned on the 5G transmitters that had been installed. And people started getting sick acutely. Yes. And we saw pretty horrifying pictures. And there has been a lot of research since then that the Huawei, the Chinese company that makes those 5G transmitters, had higher frequency in the 50 to 60 gigahertz range that was more damaging and that when President Trump blocked Huawei from that installation in the United States or made modifications to those installations in the U.S., 
during our lockdown. That that have helped to temper the frequency from the more damaging levels to less harmful levels. Well, that's I interesting. However, I haven't, I haven't, I would say that um, we didn't see anything like those images. I think those images were propaganda, but people were certainly unwell. Um, but we saw a similar thing in Italy with a huge 5G rollout, a huge part of the elderly population. But we didn't see it that much in Australia. I mean, what we did have, and I know at the time, because I was looking, Dr. Vliet, where they were putting up all these 5G towers, and then we had these clusters, which they called hotspots at the time, and they just mm -hmm. so happened to almost exactly correlate with where they were putting up 5G. And so I uh, – but – wouldn't they, wouldn't they, if they could at the time, wouldn't they cause far more serious symptoms in people? Well, not necessarily. It depends on many factors. Depends on individual vulnerability. It depends on distance from the transmitters. It depends on underlying conditions. People with obesity and lung disease and neurologic disorders are more at risk. And I'd, I'd like to briefly talk with your listeners about and you about some of the classes of damage that are well known to occur with 5G EM and other 3G, 4G, 5G, and microwave radiation. Yes, they're they're similar. But let me let me comment now. There is an article, and I can send you. It's on our website. This is from the fall of 2021. It is a re medical review article published paper by Rubik, R-U-B-I-K, and Brown in 2021 in the fall. And it's the Journal of Translational, Journal of Clinical Translational Research 2021. And what they did was analyze the epidemiological data on the 5G rollouts and the areas of high COVID illness and death. And if you look at the data that they summarized, COVID-19 began in Wuhan, China in December. They said December. It actually began in the fall earlier than that after the citywide 5G had gone live. Now, Milan, Italy was a city with twofold problem. Yes. Number one, the, chi the flights from China, from Wuhan, China, were nonstop to Milan with Chinese immigrants working the leather factories returning home after the Chinese New Year celebrations. And Milan had just launched massive 5G rollout. That also occurred in South Korea, New York City, Seattle, Los Angeles, and San Diego, where there had been major 5G launches and where those were the hotspots in the U.S., they then analyzed other countries and found a statistically significant correlation between the intensity of the radio frequency radiation and the mortality from SARS-CoV-2 or COVID-19 illness. That was in 31 countries around the world. So statistically... Epidemiologically, the COVID-19 attributed cases and deaths were statistically higher in states and major cities with large 5G infrastructure rollout compared to cities and states that did not yet have that. 
I think that is very compelling statistical evidence to support what we've known since in the 1960s and 70s from Soviet research and the U.S. government military research on electromagnetic radiation and the biological effects. Now, people poo-poo that idea saying, well, the cell phones don't have the safety risk because they've been shown that there's not this level of damage. But Maria, they're talking about the thermal effect standards, not the other biological effects. Well, I just, so uh, while you're talking, Dr. Vliet, I wanted to bring this up. This is the, the paper that Todd Callender made me aware of, the effect of coronavirus worldwide through misusing of wireless sensor networks. And it actually talks about uh, sort of, you know, going through the human biofield. It also talks about the use of optogenetics, which is, uh, you know, the, the use of light and going through the eyes to edit the genes, but not just edit genes. Uh, optogenetics is, is um, you know, they talk about editing genes, but it's not just about that. It's actually also about causing COVID symptoms through the eyes. So, uh, you know, this stuff's real. Well, it, it is very real. And, it, and look, we put the Defense Intelligence Agency document. I'm just double-checking. It's on our website. It is, let me just very quickly show you. Here is Defense Intelligence Agency. And this is March 1976, Biological Effects of Electromagnetic Radiation, Radio Waves and Microwaves, Eurasian Communist Countries, prepared by the U.S. Army Medical Intelligence an information agency, Office of the Surgeon General, and they go through all of the organ systems that are damaged by electromagnetic radiation. 1976. So for anyone who says this, this is not a problem, they simply are ignoring our own government research. And we put those articles, when I found the articles and they've been declassified, I put them on our website, Rubik and Brown articles on our website, and we have a whole section called 5G Health Effects Resources. And let me summarize for your listeners the six classes of damage from electromagnetic yes, radiation. And I know people have been hearing about this with COVID. Well, what are they? Um, first of all, there are changes in the blood cells that can lead to both bleeding and abnormal clotting. Well, what do hemorrhagic fevers cause? Bleeding. So symptoms of electromagnetic radiation mimic the symptoms of hemorrhagic fever, and I'll explain that in some of the programs we've done. Second class of damage is oxidative stress. Well, what does oxidative stress lead to? We saw that in COVID illness. People were short of breath. They were oxygen deprived and they, they could not, their cells could not be oxygenated properly. And there was a mismatch between what the clinical parameters showed and what people were experiencing. And that has to do with the fact that radiation and COVID illness decreased the glutathione levels, which act at the cellular level to help produce energy. There is immune system disruption and activation. Where have we heard that? COVID illness, long COVID, COVID vaccine injury. 
hemorrhagic fevers do the same thing. And then there are disruptions to the intracellular ion flow, calcium ions, sodium and potassium ions, magnesium, and all of these ions, these electrolytes that people take for granted, they are necessary for cells in our body to work properly, nerves and muscles and cardiac, heart. So it's not surprising that electromagnetic radiation can cause neurologic impairment, memory loss, heart arrhythmias, just like COVID did. All of these conditions, and if your listeners understand one basic point that I just think is so critical that's not well explained to the lay public, all of these things we face, whether it's 5G, hemorrhagic fevers, long COVID, COVID shots, COVID illness, Marburg, Ebola, Nipah virus, or diabetes and cancer and obesity. They all cause these six classes of damage. I've talked about four. The fifth class is cardiac effects. And the sixth class is endocrine disruption. So we've got immune system disruption, endocrine disruption, cardiac neurological, oxidative stress, and the ion flow disruptions. Oh, I go ahead and stop that one there and then get clip seven ready. And But think about this. Okay, let's say that the Huawei stuff, you remember that when Trump was president. Now that Biden comes in, China cranks up whatever kind of crazy millimeter wave technology on the people now. Now you're just seeing people dying like crazy. Um. Now let's listen to this. Um, you were talking. Go ahead and play it. Talking about an intelligent species, that that's what these things are. Do you have any proof of that, by the way? I do. And, and, and you notice that you mentioned that you observed that this was intelligent. So did Dr. Kerry Madej early on. And I have dozens of publications as well as patents. But this one is a peer-reviewed publication entitled Multifunctional Magnetic Hydrogel. And... It specifically states that it has intelligent response. So I'm going to read this to you. Smart hydrogel is a kind of material that can perceive small physical and chemical stimuli, such as temperature, light, pH, and make significant response behaviors. Because of this intelligent intelligence, hydrogel has a fascinating application prospect in tissue engineering, drug-controlled release, and soft actuators. What are soft actuators? They are the the building of new biosynthetic structures, part biology, part technology. So it is using the CRISPR-Cas9 to actually build out um, what they're calling blood clots, which are these biosynthetic parasite-based mimics of tissues in the human body. That's what a soft actuator is. You have all of this broken down on your substack. All of this is very clearly laid out, broken down, labeled, sectioned off. Uh, the proof and the receipts, as you always bring, are there. So if anybody wants to go into greater detail, uh, right, visit go Karen and Kingston there. Substack. So that was Karen Kingston. So programmable hydrogel. Think about the external stimuli of the millimeter wave technology floating around through these 5G towers and so forth. So think about all the samples that they took from all these people with these PCR tests and the ability to direct any program. Okay, they're going to get cancer. Boom, give it to them. 
the certain frequency, blah, 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 blah. Just crazy, crazy stuff. We'll stop their heart, whatever. Send them into a stroke. All right, everybody. Hope you enjoyed the broadcast. Keep your eyes open on this Texas thing. Keep your eyes open on this Iran thing with the killing of these soldiers and all that. Keep an eye on any kind of false flag. You let so many people in this country. All right, everybody, take care.